Welcome to the ATF Podcast. In this episode, we had the opportunity to speak with Derek Reed, owner and founder of Club Caraway. Club Caraway is a 1920s-themed private club located in the Semple Mansion in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Club Caraway is self-described as a private sanctuary dedicated to bespoke grooming, leisure, and vice. They offer custom tailoring, grooming, and also boast a beautiful cigar lounge. Derek and his story is a great example of what it looks like to do what you love and love what you do and relentlessly pursue the American dream. We definitely enjoyed our conversation with Derek and we think you will too. So enjoy the episode. Derek, thank you for coming on the show. We we had the chance of visiting with Nate from Boveda and the place was just stunning. Thank you. Like I... I'd been eyeing it for a little while on Instagram. And then when we, after dinner, he's like, have you guys heard of Club Caraway? I was like, yeah, is that? I think so. I was like, that sounds familiar. So I started looking it up and I was like, oh, my word. We have a chance to get in there. Yeah, um, so no, thanks. In. I appreciate it. I, thanks for having me on. And uh, it, it's I'm glad that you've been able to come in and experience it. So it's uh, uh, not a lot of people know about it. No, it's I mean, it's, so that. That mansion has been there for quite a while. And and yeah, so how but, long have you guys been in that space? So the mansion was was built in 1899. They finished it in 1901, so it's well over 100 years old. Um, and we launched, uh, I launched Club Caraway in July of 2020. And we started in the main mansion. So we had a few different rooms in the in the main house. And then the carriage house became available about a year and a half ago. Um, so we got into this space a year and a half ago. Took about a year or so to get everything in order with the city for the lounge and building permits and all that stuff. And we just finally finished it uh, for the most part in February. Very awesome. cool. Was that uh, something you always wanted to do? Like, is this a plan you kind of had in your head for a long time? Uh, yes and no. Um, I, I've been in the... The, the bespoke menswear business is, is what I've been in for the last decade. And I love cigars. I love uh, keeping the beard and the hair tight. So I'm like, I want to create a place that um, I, can, I can offer the clothing out of, do all the yeah. design work on that end. I've got a private barber shop here uh, with uh, my master barber and my other barber, John. And, um, and then we built the members only cigar lounge underneath. So it kind of hits like all three things that like I selfishly were looking for. And um, so that's really how it was born. That's awesome. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here with the magazine. It hits the, the three things that we love, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. So it's pretty yeah. special when uh, your day job can be uh, surrounded around the things that you love to do. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. So take us back to the beginning of what, what got you into this business. Um, how you were educated. Just tell us about you. Yeah. So, um, so as I mentioned, like the clothing, the clothing side of things is really like my background and, and that's like, like my passion. So about a decade ago, completely different industry. I was in the health and fitness world. So I was working at companies like lifetime fitness. Um, I moved out to California for 10 years, um, which is where I started in clothing. And I was general manager for a fitness club out there called the sports club LA in Beverly Hills. 
and I was having all my clothing made. So I, I fell in love with that process of picking out the cloth, designing it, um, you know, putting together the details. Like I fell in love with that process from a client perspective. Um, and then our, our clubs were purchased by another company, Equinox. Uh, they're, they're East Coast based. They purchased those clubs and we helped them transition for three months. And then I was um, laid off and was like, what's my next move? And the, the gentleman, the clothier that, was, that I was working with to make my clothing said, hey, man, our company's growing. Come, come into this business. We'll teach you everything about cloth, uh, about the design aspects, you know, the whole process from start to finish. Um, and that was in uh, early, uh, early uh, February of 2012. So basically like 10 wow. years ago. Um, and I've been in love with it ever since. So I moved back from L.A., right in the start of the pandemic. So like February of 2020, um, I moved back to, to Minneapolis with my wife and, um, launched club Caraway later that year in the pandemic. So that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Thank Pretty you. Cool. Yeah. It was, it, my, my dad was like, are you sure you want to start a business in the middle of a pandemic? Um, I'm like, well, it's either, it's either crazy or it's crazy smart. We'll find out. So <laughs> knock on wood, it's been good. That's awesome. So within the um, menswear category, do you have like a specialty that you prefer to work on or just kind of all across the board? Yeah. So like the, the bread and butter, what we do is like suiting and jacketing and shirts. Um, like everything that I designed is kind of steeped in the era of 1920s, which is kind of the club caraway vibe. Yeah. Um, the nice, the nice thing is, is you know, we're, we're kind of like steeped in, in that era, you know, so a lot of the design work that I do is kind of, you know, takes elements from that era, but we're not boxed in. Like I can yeah. make anything. So if I, if I've got a client that comes to me and say, Hey, look, I want to have a jacket, um, that looks somewhat like this, you know, we can, if I can draw it on paper, we can make it. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of nice. We're, we're, and we're what's considered true custom. So in the world of the, of custom made clothing, you've got made to measure, which is what you'll most commonly find if you're going to have a suit made. Um, yeah. And we're on the other side of the spectrum. So we're what's called true custom, which is a lot closer to like a Savile Row bespoke in the sense that, you know, we take over 30 measurements, we take posture device measurements, we take into account how the client wants the garment to fit. And then we make a paper pattern from scratch. So in terms of fit, it, it really nails that, but also in terms of customizations, I mean, sky's the limit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think there's, yeah, I love. It. Is there a certain type of clientele that that's drawn to something like that, or do you have a lot of people that you're introducing to it? Uh, it's a little bit of both. I mean, a, a lot of my existing clientele is, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners. Um, I have a lot of restaurant owners, uh, wealth managers, anyone in finance, a lot of real estate. So it's kind of like all over the board. Um, and then I've got like this whole like entertainment sector. Um, so like you know. Guys like Vince Vaughn, you know, Bill Maher, Peter Billingsley, uh, a whole bunch of people kind of sprinkled in the entertainment business out in L.A. So, I mean, it's kind of all over the place. And how did some of those connections come about? You know, um, so, for example, like Tony Robbins, um, I just cold, I like Googled and just did a cold email and reached out um, and just happened to strike at the right time. Um, and I, I've done that with a lot of clients, you know, like. Um, you know, Bill Maher, Peter Billingsley, Vince Vaughn. It started off a cold email. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Peter Billingsley is, 
He is, um, if you've ever seen the Christmas story, mm-hmm. he's Ralphie in a there Christmas story. Oh. He's a director. He's a director. I was going to say, I thought that name sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I, I went to a Kings game out in LA and happened to be sitting like right in front of him and um, just started a conversation and ended up making him a few pieces. And he produces with Vince Vaughn. So he referred me to Vince um, and then kind of went, went around like that. Um, so it's kind of, kind of cool. And it's, it was just a little bit of luck, a little bit of, a little bit of boldness to just email people out of the blue. Um, and you know, the rest is history. Yeah. And I mean, I think when you have like a great product, it's pretty easy to have like quality word of mouth because people are excited about, you know, what you're doing and they want to tell people about it. hundred percent. And it's, and like, just as much as my business is like a, a product, it's a service, you know I mean? Like our job isn't done until the client's like, it's perfect, you know? So it's, um, it's for guys that really want uh, that like extra level of attention. Absolutely. So you said that um, your style is kind of steeped in that 1920s era of menswear. Do you find yourself looking anywhere else for inspiration? Is there anyone in the game right now that you like what they're doing or do you kind of just stay in your own lane with that? You know, I, I, I really love like that 1920s era. Um, Ralph Lauren, is uh, a brand that I think is really t- like I, I try to like aim for like a timeless um, yeah. look, you know, so something that you can wear today and you can wear it in 10 years from now and it's still going to be relevant. Um, I try to avoid some of the extremes of like uh, temporary fashion. So Ralph yeah. Lauren is, is a big one, um, you know, guys like Tom Ford, Tom Brown, which um, isn't an aesthetic like that I would necessarily wear, but I have a lot of respect for designers like that that um, have a really unique, distinct look. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of designers like that where I don't personally love their work, but you can see what they're doing and there's clearly just class and quality going into what they do. And I think that's super respectable. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And then there's so many different takes on it. And, you know, through the pandemic, like guys don't have to wear suits anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, the clients that, that I'm typically working with are guys that are choosing to, to dress this way and, and uh, feel different. They, they just like it. You know what I mean? You don't have mm-hmm. to do it anymore, typically speaking. Um, so you can have a little more fun with it. You know, guys tend to be a little bit more bold, um, make things that kind of cross over um, and totally. make things that are just comfortable to wear, you know? That's awesome. So obviously we were able to stop by your shop, which was just absolutely amazing. Um, we're looking through, even just walking through and seeing the kind of the main area with the billiards table and then in the back with the with the tailoring section and then opening the bookshelf and going down into the cigar lounge. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about how you kind of laid out everything and what the thought behind uh, that was. Yeah, so it was, if you've seen the movie like Kingsman, it's... Uh, it was kind of like a little bit of idea like that. Like I wanted it, the clothing is such a a forefront of our business that I wanted it to be kind of the secret element um, where like, if you came in and we're having a suit made and you're not into cigars, you don't even know it's here. You don't even really smell it. Um, It's underground. You don't even know it's here. Um, So that was, that was really kind of the element of, of creating. I'll, I'll back up a second. Like the whole mission was to the return of the gentleman. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to attract guys into this space that that really love that notion of less is more high quality over quantity. Um, And, you know, I figured, you know, having 
the clothing, the barbershop, and this like private little member cigar lounge um, was like kind of this perfect little balance to, to get guys in here having conversations beyond coming in for their haircut or having something made. You know, it's a, it's a reason to come in, have a bourbon, have a coffee, and have like a good hour, hour and a half conversation with someone maybe you know, maybe you don't know, um, and and get guys just you know like-minded guys together. And gals, you know, it's not just guys, but it just tends to attract more of a, of a masculine crowd, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, after we visited, Alec and I were just kind of talking about how the space was laid out just because it was beautiful for one. Um, but also just in general with, with, uh, cigar lounges, there's kind of always this battle of wanting it to be a cool place to be, but also trying to fit, you know, as many chairs as you can, because you want to be able to have people. And I think that one of the luxuries that you have with it being kind of a members only club is you don't have to have, you know, a chair on every single square foot. You can kind of set up a space in a really, uh, great way. I guess I can't think of a, a better word. There's, there's a bunch I'm sure, but just a way that you can sit in this space and then be able to have conversations. And I think a lot of times having a space that's really curated, um, in that way, just leans into having a better experience. Um, and yeah. when, when Alec and I were there hanging out with Nate, we had great conversation and we were just sitting kind of in that center area, um, in this, this dark cellar that's just kind of perfectly curated for a conversation. And I think that's, that's a great thing. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. Cause there's not like people walking in and walking out, like you're coming down here for a purpose, you're, you know, so there's not people kind of walking through, going to the humidor, you know, um, okay. coming in and out. Like it's, it's kind of a nice, really private area. Um, and we keep the membership really small, like 50 members. That's it. You know, we wanted it to be a really tight knit, tight knit, you know, group. Um, and we wanted, when you come in, you've got a place to sit, you know what I mean? You're not like, Oh, it's like, it's really busy. You know, there's no place to sit. So, it, um, it's kind of worked out really nicely. And like with all the natural limestone, which you can kind of, you know, see behind me, it was like this perfect natural setting where we didn't have to worry about all these porous, um, like drywall and kind of holding that cigar smoke in. Um, yeah. it's it just kind of like a hint down here. So, um, it, it's kind of this beautiful like shell that we've kind of turned into this kind of speakeasy vibe worked out perfect. Absolutely. Did, did you have to do much work to that to turn it into what it is now? You know, we, um, so it was like the, the boiler room, the coal room, and really a storage room for like a hundred years. So when we got it, it was just filled with stuff that had kind of accumulated over the last hundred years, uh, certainly the last like a uh, few decades with the current owners of the mansion. And so we, we came in and we kept all the limestone. We wanted to preserve that. You know, we uh, put in all our own duct work for the air exchange and the air purification systems um, epoxied the floor, did some, you know, some drywall stuff, all new electrical. We put, you know, uh, 1920 sconces in, um, to kind of really kind of give it a, a 1920s era type vibe. Um, mm -hmm. so it was a lot of work, but very, very surface level work. It only took about 60 days for us to do. Um, so it was like this really nice blank canvas for that. That's awesome. Awesome. So when did uh, your journey with cigars start? Like, what, what, did, what did that look like? Yeah, I probably had my first cigar probably in my early 30s. I'm 40 now. Um, I think I was probably like 31, 32. I had my first cigar, um, which was a My Father cigar, um, which is probably a pretty good introduction. 
and um, so I've, I've been enjoying yeah no i mean it's uh, you can't go wrong um and you know that was like you know eight eight nine years ago you know so that's kind of how i got into it um in la there were a few like shops that i'd frequent um and then um you know when i got out here in minneapolis there's there's a few shops uh, of course but there was nothing really that was kind of this like private idyllic setting you know so that was kind of the, mm -hmm. the impetus of of this yeah that was my first time going into a private lounge um yeah and it's I was explaining to someone and i was outside of the 1920s vibe i was like if batman were to find a cave to smoke a cigar in that's it yeah <laughs> this would be it yeah th this would be it. it it's like frequently like harder and harder to find like places to smoke a cigar these days you know yeah we were just in spokane and I don't, and from my understanding you can't have a cigar lounge you can have a store but you can't have a place indoor to smoke so it's cool that there are still places that that are allowing that um here in wisconsin there's quite a yeah. few but there's nothing yep to that caliber yeah and you could probably uh have a beer or so in wisconsin too or like yeah uh have drinks you know sell alcohol um yep. we're here you know we, we don't we don't sell alcohol so we just kind of have our house spirits that um as a member you can enjoy complimentary what did uh, that selection process look like for you as far as choosing what to what to have out for the members? It's it's always kind of rotating, um, you know, so we've got, you know, we've got some of our staple like, you know, so there's a few different crowds here. There's your scotch, you know, your guys that love scotch. There's your guys that love bourbon. Um, there's your guys that love beer. So we kind of want to have like a rotating selection. So we're not it's not always hey these are the same same brands that we're keeping. Um, mm -hmm. We're kind of curating it based off off interests and. Um, we do like little events, like pairing events. So like, we'll have an event where the members have come to and we'll say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to pair some scotches, uh, with some cigars. Um, and then we'll kind of run with those scotches for a minute and then we'll do another event and kind of rotate them out. So it's a very nice, like, uh, intimate little selection of spirits. And we have a, um, a kegerator with, um, some beer on tap as well. Um, and then water and coffee for the guys that don't partake in that stuff. Sure, absolutely. So at this point, you've got you've got the bespoke tailoring, you've got the barber shop, you've got the the just private club, and you also have the you know cigar lounge. Do you see yourself wanting that's to add to that at any point, or do you think you've kind of found the perfect recipe? That that's a pretty good recipe. I, I think there's probably going to be a few things um, that we'll kind of expand into that kind of like support you know those those main items like. Uh, one of the things that's I'm kind of rolling around in the back of my head is because we don't retail tobacco here. Um, right. You know, so maybe at some point, you know, maybe we'd add like a, if it's doable, like a build a, a walk-in humidor down here just for members um, where if they sure. want to buy some stuff that we'll be able to retail um, a nice curated selection for them. Um, or it maybe even like a cigar club. Like, you know, there's a lot of like cigar clubs where they'll mail you sticks mm -hmm. every month um, yeah. or some sort of frequency we thought about maybe expanding into that that type of option for not only members here but people you know all over the place absolutely yeah well i would say that uh you definitely have the recipe down now anything else would be kind of just a cherry on top because say it's it's worth yeah. it is what yeah, is no, now it seems to be like the oh go ahead yeah go ahead 
Yeah, I was just going to say it's, it's like the perfect formula. And they, you know, not everybody that comes in, do I make clothing for? Um, not everybody gets the haircut. Not everybody loves cigars. Some people love a couple of those things. Some people like all three of them. So it's, it's kind of this nice, like little mixture and, um, you know, brings a, a really like eclectic group together. Absolutely. And I'm sure with, with some of those people, maybe they didn't start with all of three of those things. Maybe they just came in for a suit and they kind of gained an appreciation for the, the other things or, or vice versa. And, I think we see that a lot yep. also with, with ATF where, you know, somebody's maybe into cigars, but they don't quite know as much about these other things. And then as they go in, they start to learn more. And that's kind of what we want to do as a publication is bring people in who are passionate about something um, and help them find their passion in other things as well. Um, and just kind of relate yep. over that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like, like for me, like I've never really gotten out, uh, and to shoot some guns, you know what I mean? That's something that I love to do. Um, but like out in LA, like it's, I didn't really find a group of people yeah. that, that just do that for, you know, for fun. Um, you know, we're here, I'm hoping I get introduced some maybe some more clubs that I can go out and, um, you know, have, uh, you know, get some experience doing that, you know, Absolutely. hopefully we can help with that. <laughs> Please. Oh. I'll, I'll take it. So is what the, what Club Caraway turned into now is was that your original vision for it, or did this just sort of develop as you as you grew it? it it's I kind of knew from the beginning that I wanted to create like a club vibe. Like I wanted like when you were wearing the clothing, whether it was like a pair of shoes or a shirt or whatever, maybe I wanted you to feel like you're kind of part of this club, and it kind of naturally progressed into um, you know bring on the barbershop aspect, um, and, and same with the cigars. I was thinking like where would I want to spend my time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and what doesn't really exist that I found. Um, and, and that's really what club Caraway's turned into my master barber, Christopher Hernandez was, uh, the barber for one of my clients and that's how we got introduced. So, um, there was this kind of crossover and it was this really natural, uh, progression. So I knew from the beginning that I wanted it to be a club type vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, all the elements weren't quite there. Like the, when we first started in the main house, we didn't have the option for cigars. Um, you know, so we were kind of looking like, how can we incorporate this? And then once they showed us this underground space, it started to, to kind of present that opportunity. So, um, you know, in the course of, uh, you know, really since, uh, we moved into the house in October of 2020 and it's really progressed really like, uh, steadily from there. That's awesome. What is uh, what is the process of kind of like finding members? What did that look like from from the beginning and to now? And like, are you having to turn away people or how do you kind of manage that? Yeah, because we wanted it to be like, first and foremost, we wanted everyone that's a member to be of good character. So like every member that we have is referred by another member. So that way we kind of know we kind of know who they are. Um, you know, there's someone that can kind of speak to their character. Um, and, and we have two memberships. So we've got the grooming side, which you can do grooming memberships. So it's for guys like me who are like trimming their, their beard all the time, keeping the side short. Um, you can come in unlimited and just get whatever services you want. So there's that membership side. And then there's the social side, which includes access to the cigar lounge um, for guys that, that want to partake in that. Or you can do both. So like all of our members are 
it's really like a hundred percent referral. Like every now and again, we'll have somebody reach out, but they either know somebody um, or maybe they came across us on Instagram and they happen to know somebody anyway. So it's, we kind of have like this introduction kind of interview process um, on, on how that works. And it, it seems to work out pretty nice. And it, it, what works out great is that we're not looking to have like 500 members, you know, yeah. it was this really small group, you know, and, and it wasn't hard to kind of find that, that base, you know? Absolutely. I mean, Alec and I were just talking about this the other day, how some of the best products and experiences out there are things that aren't designed just to be um, marketed at a large value. Like they're not just trying to, you yep. know, be a consumer product. It's more creating something of quality yep. and then the people come along and find that. Um, and I think that's, mm -hmm. that will, that's what you have going on. Yeah. I mean, we, we wanted guys that like just appreciate the, the highest quality of everything, you know, so whether if it's spirits, um, whether it's clothing, I mean, everything we wanted to kind of uh, really attract guys that, that don't want to buy just a bunch of junk just to accumulate stuff. You know, let's, let's have less high quality items, you know, handmade pieces from, um, artisans, you know, and kind of go back to the, the old way of, of way the things were done of high quality and, um, a less is more kind of idea. Absolutely. Are there opportunities yeah. for people who aren't members to come visit the lounge or do you have events that, uh, that open that up? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do events like, so like members, uh, can bring in, um, like for how you guys experience. So like Nate, um, a member can bring in two guests, um, complimentary for a day. Um, and so it gives them membership for the day. So that's really how we introduce uh, to new potential members. We don't really do like open houses. We maybe have like one event where our first light event where we just kind of open it up and invited people in to experience it. But we keep those pretty minimal to kind of preserve the space for the members. Very cool. Yeah, I was, we were super yeah. glad to be able to check it out. That was a... Yeah, no, absolutely. That was a treat. Definitely. So. Yeah, and it's nice that we have the carriage house above too. So it that's that's non-smoking so there's no cigars mm -hmm. up there but it's like you can sit up there and have a you know have a beer and have a conversation which listen to some great music um you guys probably saw the the stereo system that we have up there yeah. um i don't know if nate, nate fired that up at all but um you know that system was designed you know a custom system for us from a local company here called minneapolis hi-fi and and they came in and built us a beautiful system to enjoy very cool uh, how can people find you? Uh, clubcaraway.com is a great way. It's a great resource to learn about what we do. Instagram at Club Caraway um, is, is another great resource and a great way to kind of see not only the clothing, but kind of little pieces of everything that we do here. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely, guys. I, I appreciate it. And I look forward to having future conversations uh, offline as well. Yeah. And, yeah, and then we'll, we'll definitely hit you up next time we're in the Minneapolis area. We'll, we'll be up there for sure. Please do. And we'll, um, you know, figure out ways to, to go out and uh, shoot some guns too. We'll make yes. that happen. Very cool. Love well, it. Thank you, Derek. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ATF podcast. If you have not yet subscribed to ATF magazine, Go to atflifestyle.com slash subscribe to subscribe today.